Welcome to Digging Deeper. My name is Gunnar, and I'm one of the pastors at Chapel Hill, and I'm coming to you from COVID quarantine. Uh, this is the last day that I've had to quarantine after getting sick, and man, it is so good to be able to sit upright and uh, not feel terrible. So um, this is my first uh, COVID quarantine video uh, coming out of that experience. Uh, but today, in Digging Deeper, we're going to dig deeper uh, into one of the questions that is pressing for people of faith, which is, when is it okay to defy the government? This last week in our sermon, uh, Pastor Mark dug into 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 13 and following, where Peter calls us to be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution. And he goes and talks a little bit about who these government authorities were in the time of Peter. And he calls us to do this because it's the will of God that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. He then says, live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover up for evil, but living as servants of God. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. So in this passage, we learn pretty clearly that it is God's intention for us, it is God's command for us, that we would subject or submit ourselves to the authority of government. Uh, this is a common theme in the New Testament, actually. Uh, you can go back to Romans chapter 13, which is kind of the, the quintessential text that supports this call on the Christians' lives. And it says in Romans 13 verse 1, let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. So this is kind of, essentially Peter and Paul are saying the same thing, that it is the call on the Christian for us to submit ourselves to governing authority. And that leads us to the question, well, when is that not the case? If the rule is subjection, if the rule is submission, if the rule is obedience and honor, then what is the exception to that rule? Well, it may first be helpful to understand the rule a little bit more and the reason for the rule. Uh, firstly, why do we have government? Well, our passage here in Romans 13 makes that pretty clear, that the role of government is that it was instituted by God. The role of government is to be God's representative. Uh, verse 3 of Romans 13, For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what's good, and you'll receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For he doesn't bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid, avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. And then it kind of def defines a little bit further our, our responsibilities to government in verse 6. For because of this, you also pay taxes. For the authorities are ministers of God, attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue, respect to whom respect, honor to whom honor. So that's the, the call of the Christian is to acknowledge the place of government instituted by God 
uh, placed by God for the purpose of uh, rewarding that which is good and punishing that which is evil. That's essentially what Peter says in his passage as well. Uh, he says in verse 14 of chapter 2, 1 Peter, to governors as sent by God or sent by uh, the emperor to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. And so the role of government is punish and praise, uh, to uh, recompense and to reward. Um, there's different letters and words that we can use here, but the, the real core role of the government is to punish what's wrong and to reward what is good. And on top of that, there is some function that uh, the government is to have in our lives with regard to caring for the people or managing and stewarding uh, resources or other things that we kind of think about in the political sphere. And that's why Paul encourages us to pay our taxes. Um, so all this to say, the, the role of government determines the rule for us with government. The role of government is to be God's representative, to punish that which is wrong, and to reward that which is good, and to care for the people uh, to one degree or another. And so the rule for us is to submit to that rule uh, and to submit to that care and that stewardship. Granted, that has looked so many different ways, and there are Christians all over the globe that are living in all sorts of different governments. Uh, that's been the case, that's the case right now, globally, uh, but that's also the case, um, has been the case for centuries now, for millennia, that Christians have had to learn how to live in different uh, environments. Uh, so for the ex these examples in Romans and in Peter, it is pretty darn clear that uh, these first Christians endured horrible persecution at the hands of government, that, that they weren't perfect by any means of doing what God instituted them to do, which was to punish that which is wrong and to reward that which is good. And so that's actually, uh, Peter addresses that as well, is that we're going to actually sometimes suffer for doing good. And so that's part of the purpose of our living under government is to be a witness for Christ. He continues this theme also in the way that we submit to our employers. And he says this in verse 20 of chapter 2, 1 Peter, For what credit is it if when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure. This is a gracious thing in the sight of God. So there's an acknowledgement here that even when we're doing good, Paul's, Paul's principle is true that typically if we're doing that which we're supposed to be doing, that we're not going to be punished for it. We don't, shouldn't have fear of authority uh, because of that. At the same time, there are times when we live under governing authorities where we do have to be afraid when we do what we know is right and what is good. And that's really kind of sad. And that leads us to the exception to the rule. If the rule is that Christians are called to submit to their governing authorities, what is the exception to that rule? Well, the exception to that rule is when a higher authority tells us that the authorities over us are wrong. <laughs> In other words, there's no higher authority than God. Uh, there's an example of this, two examples actually, in the book of Acts. Uh, when the church was first uh, instituted, uh, Peter and John went before the council of the Jewish leaders, and they are actually getting in trouble for and persecuted for preaching the good news. And so it says in verse 18 of chapter 4 in the book of Acts that, that uh, this council called these guys together and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. 
And so I love Peter and John's response to this. It is so classic. It says, whether it's right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. (laughs) So at the end of the day, we're going to follow God. We're going to obey God. He's the one who's ultimately in charge. And it goes, he goes on to say, for we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. There's another example that's really similar to this. Uh, If you just turn one page in your Bible, at least that's the case in mine. In Acts chapter 5, verse 29, they've been called before the council again. The high priest is questioning them and it says, But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. And that's really at the heart of it. Is when our government asks us to obey men rather than God, that's when we have to defy to some degree. We have to obey God rather than men. Now, that's the case, but does it mean that we do that in a disrespectful way? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. In fact, there's an occasion later on in the book of Acts after uh, Paul gets converted that Paul is standing before the high priest and he, he speaks disrespectfully a little bit. He kind of pushes the, the envelope a little bit and uh, he gets struck across the head and, and said, how dare you speak uh, to, to God's leader that way? And, and Paul apologizes. He says, I'm sorry, I didn't know that you were in that station. I, I should have been more respectful. And, and we can do the same thing. We can uh, make mistakes sometimes when we want to be, some of us have a natural bent to rebelliousness. And that is not of God. Rebelliousness is not of God. Uh, pushing the envelope to, to push our society to do that which is good and right in the, in the sight of God, to be zealous for good works. Yes, that is of God, but there's a fine line. And so we have to be careful not to cross that line into rebellion. Christians are respectful. They're not rebellious. Christians are always subjected. They're not insubordinate. And so even in our, our, our call at times for us to defy the rule of government authority, we ought to do so in a respectful and winsome way. In fact, Peter teaches us that concept as well when he says, but sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. And so the call on the Christian ultimately is to love God completely and love others compassionately, even when we have to go against authority in one way or another. But the rule is greater than the exception. The rule is greater than the exception. You'll notice that for Peter and for John and for the apostles, that for them, the line that they were unwilling to cross was for them to have to defy God in order to obey men. However, the only two times that that happens is when they are forbid to preach the gospel. In fact, I can't think of any other example in the New Testament when uh, Christians defied the government other than for the preaching of the gospel. And this is the number one thing that Christians are persecuted for around the globe. It's not that they disagree on some policy in their government and they're willing to just uh, stick up for that and and, uh, really defy the government for that. And so they're persecuted as a result. No, the reason that Christians are persecuted is when they live under governments who have forbid them from preaching the good news of Jesus and from worshiping God. And so that really, I think, needs to be at the core here, that uh, the only time when the exception should really be in play primarily is when it keeps us from proclaiming the gospel and worshiping our Lord and Savior, 
Jesus Christ. And when we do that, persecuted Christians around the world are a great example. They don't have to be uh, uh, overly open and uh, and intense about it, or once again, disrespectful or lacking in gentleness. There are persecuted believers meeting in homes all around the globe. I remember I was serving one time in one of these persecuted nations just for a couple of weeks, and it was really impactful for me to see believers in this country uh, still seeking to live out their Christian life and Christian witness, uh, despite the fact that they were being told they ought not to worship Jesus or gather together for that purpose. And they found creative ways uh, to defy the government respectfully while also choosing to obey God rather than men. Unfortunately, the orphanage that I was working in was shut down because they found out that it was ran by Christians. And so, yes, we do endure hardship uh, at times as American believers, but it really does, it pales in comparison to the persecuted church. And so I would just encourage us to look to them as our example of what, what pure, uh, pure believing uh, defiance looks like. Civil disobedience primarily has to do with when things do not align with what God has called us to do and to be. If the government calls us to do something that's wrong, if our employer calls us to do something wrong, whoever's in authority over us asks us to do something that is blatantly unethical and against God's moral and biblical standards, that is the time that we must obey God rather than men. The purpose of government is to punish that which is wrong and reward that which is good, to steward and care for, to one degree or another, uh, the society in which we live. Ultimately, we're called as Christians to submit to their rule, but there are exceptions at times when we must obey God rather than men. I hope this has been helpful to you. And in the meantime, let's follow Pastor Mark's recommendation from Scripture to not be a jerk, (laughs) to live out as Christian citizens the call of Christ that we might be a witness to the world. All right, take care. We'll see you next time for our next Digging Deeper.